Welcome to Uncle Monster Spooky Time Fright Hour, your source for the straight poop on all things supernatural. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Anderson, but if you went to high school with me, you can call me Shibble. That's right, and I'm Ethan Sereski, and New York's hottest club is Uncle Monster. This club has everything. Shibbles, Ethan's, Shacks. And a first people doorman named Thomas Redfeather hands out Rolos to squonks. And this week, we've got a great episode for you. Why don't you hit him up with the premise, Ethan? Well, as always on Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, one of us, this week at Shibble, has done extensive research on a ghoul, demon, ghost, goblin, or other such supernatural phenomenon. And this week, it's the Dark Watchers. So he knows... Everything there is to know about the Dark Watchers. I, uh-huh. on the other hand, have come in completely blind. All I know is that they're called the Dark Watchers, and they're from Southern California. That's all I had to work with. I don't know anything else. Shibble, how would you like to get this party started? Well, I would like to take advantage of your ignorance. Well, and, uh, as do most people. Yeah, yeah I want to put you out there, put you on the spot. And just describe what you think a Dark Watcher is so that when you get it wrong, we can laugh at you. Right. That's, I love this segment. When we get it wrong, you can laugh at you. It would have been a better title for the segment. Yeah, better do we, than Do we have a untitled. title for this? No, yeah. no. <laughs> so, yeah, when we can get it wrong, we can laugh at you. What do you got for me, Ethan? I actually have two theories. Okay. Okay, theory one on two the Dark Two bites Watchers. at the apple. Two bites at the apple, right. Kind of cowardly, but all right. <laughs> Jesus Christ, coming out firing, swinging. Make today. a commitment for once in your life, Ethan, please. Choose yeah. a dark watcher. Don't, no, don't tell me scream. The don't scream about making a commitment because my girlfriend listens to the show and you're going to start a fight. And I know that's going to happen because of that line. Put uh, a ring on her finger. I'm oh, Jesus you. Christ. You want to start? Because I'll start. <laughs> I'll edit right. this out. Tell me your things. No, you don't have to. It's funny. Um, theory number one. The Dark Watchers. They're from Southern California, so I'm pegging them as from, like, around L.A. I think they were a bunch of asshole actors who weren't getting any work, so they decided they'd become, like, vigilante superheroes. hmm And I thought they would think it would get them exposure, and they had time to spare because they were probably doing, like, regional theater at best. So now they're superheroes, and, and they all had the same superpower, and it was improv. Uh, so obviously they were murdered attempting to stop a drug deal because really they were ineffectual superheroes, to put it lightly. So now the ghosts of this mediocre improv troupe dressed as superheroes patrols the streets of Southern California looking for revenge on evildoers. Okay. Uh, they're also looking for a place and an occupation mm. from the audience. I like it. Good one. For their improv. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just need a letter of the alphabet. And uh, just a premise, and if you can just suggest an entire set, sketch. <laughs> That's my first theory. Um, the second theory I have about, uh, it has more to do with the name, Dark Watchers. Mm-hmm. I think this is the one I really uh, put my money on. I okay. think the, the Dark Watchers are a cryptid species of supernatural, swarthy, peeping toms. Mm. They're like little spray tan gnomes, but they're very lascivious. Uh, okay. They pose completely still in people's gardens during the day to go unnoticed. Then at night they gather and they climb up on each other like ants to reach the windows of unsuspecting men and women they've been scouting. Mm. They like to catch their victim in coitus, on the toilet, or crying. Mm. So Any... sort of an anti-Sharika panda. Right, right. That's <laughs> I didn't even think of it like that. But any of those three make the Dark Watchers begin to pleasure themselves... Get this. If a Dark Watcher is caught before he climaxes, he dies. Okay. On the other hand, if he successfully completes his mission, a new Dark Watcher climbs from the pool of gnome sperm. So uh, they reproduce by jacking off just like the squonk. Oh, does he do? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think he really does do that. No, no. That one was just joking. This one's for real. This one, yeah. These gnomes really do that, Shibble. Can you take it seriously? (laughs) I'm absolutely taking this one. I'm just saying maybe they were related. So, in in all, I think the Dark Watcher stats, going with theory number two, is they're 18 inches tall, 20 pounds each, deep and rich spray tans, tight pants with a Velcro fly, open button-down shirts with gold chains, 
human intelligence, uh, pointy little goblin teeth. They're perverts and mean. They're also racist against weirdly specific groups. I'm not sure which, but you could probably... What do you think? Well, up until you got to racist, it almost sounded like you were describing me. Uh, oh. I'm going to say... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, yeah, they're probably racist against uh, the semi-people. and refer to them as Laplanders, despite the Who? fact that Laplanders have a request not to be referred to as Laplanders. Who are Laplanders? They're a native people that live in Finland and Sweden, but they are not Finns or Swiss. They are native. Why would Swiss be in Sweden? Sem- or they're not. They're not Swedish either. They're also not Swiss. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> okay, no. well, um, yes, I think the Dark Watchers hate the Laplanders and call them that. Okay. Yeah. Am I right? Uh, with any no. of my guesses. No, you are you. Well, you got Southern California right. Well, you gave me that, so thank you. And uh, in guess number one, there was there was one aspect that I might describe as accurate. Improv. But the rest of it's pretty far. Yeah, they definitely needed a location. Uh, but let me tell you, the best way that I think that I learn narrative fiction. Oh, I know, I know you, Shivel. I know you and your narrative fiction. So I think I've I've written a piece of narrative fiction to help you learn. I think it might be story time. It's story time. Story time. Story time with Uncle Monster. Story time. Story time. It's story time. Story time with Uncle Monster. Story, story time. Story time. Your daddy always told you <laughs> that for a cockfighter your name is more precious than gold. Your daddy was a cockfighter. Your mommy, too. You never could get a gal that could stand being around you long enough to raise a family of your own. So it looks like you'll be the last cockfighter going by the name Barclay Hardison. That name is still gold to you, though. So when a pack of mean-looking hombres told you to take a dive, you told them to go suck an egg. If they wanted that little house finch that they were calling a rooster to win against your Andromeda, your finest Rhode Island Red, well, they had better teach kung fu or something, because there's no way you're taking a powder. Needless to say, the fight ends up going your way. Needless to say, your new friends are none too pleased. And that's how you found yourself here, face down in the dirt. Poor Andromeda laying next to you. Your poor cock lies there, limp and lifeless. As you muscle your way to your feet, you feel a sharp pain in your gut. It's warm, wet, and sticky. The bastard stabbed you and left you for dead. But it weren't the first time you've been stabbed, and it probably won't be the last. After you bury Andromeda in a fashion becoming his beliefs, you get the lay of the land. It's a little bit before dawn. You're in the mountains, and in the distance you can hear ocean. A dense fog clings to the mountaintops nearby. There are no paths, no roads, no trails. If you weren't bleeding right now, you might be able to appreciate the beauty of your surroundings. But, as it is, you're a little distracted. Surveying the horizon, you see him. Standing on a ridge to your west, As the sun comes up behind you, is a black figure. You can't quite make it out with the fog and the early morning light and all, but it appears to be a man wearing a broad-brimmed hat and carrying a walking stick. You wave and yell out. He waves back real friendly-like. You yell that you've been hurt. You can't see any path from where... He's at to where you're at. Mister! Mister, I've been hurt. Hurt pretty bad. I don't know exactly where I am. Lost, you might call it. 
He takes his walking stick and points a little down the mountain. A breeze kicks up just then, so slight that you barely notice. But the branches part where he was pointing, revealing a faded old parks department sign. One quarter mile to the ranger station, it reads. You look back up, and your silhouetted benefactor is gone. Soon you collapse at the door of the station, tired, bloody, but alive. Because you, Barclay Hardison, have been saved by the Dark Watchers. Wow. Yeah. Very eerie. Yeah, there's they're kind of they're spooky guys. There are spooky guys. You ready to learn uh, some specifics about the Dark Watchers? Yes. Yes, because the story was. I like how you left it uh, ambiguous in the story as to you know the the, well, the ins and outs of the uh, cryptid. The thing about the Dark Watchers is really there are more questions than answers. Uh, Great. <laughs> so. <laughs> Get ready to do a lot. Of, you, do you have any facts? Do you want to hit us up with some? I facts have some facts now yeah. because they were the Dark Watcher. I didn't know that they were. Well, since I still don't know what it is from the story, yeah. um, I, I'm guessing it's a guy in a hat who points mm-hmm. you to safety and kicks up some wind. So I didn't know that. Uh, so I went with Dark Watcher. So I thought Watchers. You know. So I have Watcher facts. Is that good enough? Watcher facts. I'm excited to find out what you mean by Watcher. Voyeurism is a criminal act where someone tries to gain sexual pleasure from watching others engaging in sexual activity or watching others who are naked. It also includes other acts of spying on someone who is undressing or thought to be something private. The DSM-5, or 4 here, I guess, defines voyeurism as, as the act of looking at unsuspecting individuals, usually strangers, who are naked in the process of disrobing or engaging in sexual activity. Number two. Mm. Someone who is convicted of voyeurism will cause damage to their credibility and reputation and even their employment prospects. The person will be put on the sexual offender registry for many years. One of the few historical theories on the causes of voyeurism comes from psychoanalytic theory. Psychoanalytic theory proposes that voyeurism results from a failure to accept castration anxiety and as a result, a failure to identify with the father. Such horse shit. Yeah, Yeah, come on. Come on, Freud. Pull your head out. Number three. Of your mother's ass. <laughs> Vagina. Uh, or either one. I'm not sure which stage is in. Um, recent research shows that compared to the general population, voyeurs are moderately more likely to have psychological problems, use alcohol and drugs, and have higher sexual interests generally. This study also shows that voyeurs have a greater number of sexual partners per year. Both older and newer research found that voyeurs typically have a later age of first sexual intercourse by many years. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. They're virgins for a while, and then it just explodes. Yeah. yeah. So don't worry, voyeurs. Things are going to turn around later in life. Uh, yeah, but don't don't be But also creepy. don't be a voyeur. Yeah, don't yeah. be... Be a voyeur, but watch porn or something. Yeah, be a voyeur that uh, has access to exhibitionists. You guys can hang out. Yeah, oh, that's a great idea. What a great website. Shibble. Now, now we've got ourselves a dating service. Oh my God, exhibitionists for the number four voyeurs.com. Get on it. Yeah, yeah. that sounds great. That so, sounds like money. Okay, I, that that was Watcher facts. Now, Shibble, tell me. I I really am interested because I don't still don't know anything. Tell me about these Dark Watchers. So they are mysterious giant-sized humanoids that oh. can be seen in the Santa Lucia Mountains of Southern California. Where is that? Uh, it's like near Big Sur. Oh, okay. I have a general idea of that. Okay. Yeah, or uh, Selena, I guess. I don't know Selena. Like, uh, I guess it's an agricultural area. The Salina Valley is on the other side of the San Lucia Mountains, uh, and on the west side of the mountains is the coast. Gotcha. Uh, so it's it's difficult to determine their size, because no one has ever seen one up close. Wait, you just said they're gigantic. Yeah, yeah, we know that they're big, but we don't know specifically. But it's, like, it could uh, be a they, matter of... They appear of... to be somewhere between 7 to 10 feet tall. Couldn't that just be a matter of perspective? It could be. That's why we can't really tell. Couldn't they be a hundred feet tall? They, 
Could be, but I think you'll see them standing like next to trees and stuff on mountains. Yeah, but that so could be a hundred foot tall tree. You have no idea. I think I think I might know because I feel like a tree that's would make a man appear to be ten times as large? Would it be a tree that's ten times as large as I'm expecting? It would have to be a fucking huge tree. Yeah, it would depend I'm how... I'm expecting some very big trees. It would depend how far away you are. Yeah. But, as you can see, these types of discussions would come up, which would make it difficult. But, based on... Because there are tons of sightings. That's the most interesting thing for me about Dark Watchers, is people are still seeing them. There are tons of sightings. If you go to any like website that's about Dark Watchers, and you scroll down to the comments section, you'll just see dozens of people saying, like, I was I was like out hiking in the mountains, and I saw a Dark Watcher. They're real. I've seen them. Just dozens of these. Like more than usual. Like it seems that a lot of like a lot of people are getting involved and being like, hey. Yeah, and and like on different websites and lots of different handles. Like you're not seeing the same like John Thompson forty eight on every different website. Like it's different dudes. What was the guy's name from the Black Eyed Children? He yeah, you don't see him on every website being like, I'm the first guy that ever saw Dark Watchers. I it all happened when I was writing a check to some children in my car. <laughs> Uh, I was protecting them from Dark Watchers. I invited them into my car, wrote them a check, and... Uh, I'm sorry, Shevel, please continue. So, uh, yeah. Normally, they're only seen as silhouettes on a mountaintop during uh, uh, twilight or dawn. Uh, these silhouettes reveal that they typically wear broad-brimmed hats and carry walking sticks. How uh, strange. It, well, they live up in the mountains, and I think... I think that is strange, and I think that's a detail that's going to pop up later when we get to uh, theories. Okay. Because this is one where we don't really have answers, we just have theories. Okay, theories are fine. Those are interesting. So, uh, if approached, they will disappear either by just sort of walking out of sight and then you can't find them, or turning into a mist right before your very eyes. Oh, my God. reported. Uh but basically, all you can ever see are these black silhouettes in the distance. Of Until you get close enough, and then they disappear. Yeah. Uh, they are often thought of as uh, first being uh, sighted by the Shumash people, uh, but they appear nowhere in the records of their oral traditions. Uh, <laughs> sounds like sounds like it's horseshit. They did not cite them. Uh, no, they do have... Uh, the Shumash do have a... Uh, a concept of a shadowy uh, being called Nunesis. Uh Nunesis, uh were uh, shadow beings that live from the underworld, and they come to cause mischief on Earth. Uh, but the Dark Watchers are another interesting thing that separates them from a lot of other cryptids. Are commonly thought of as being benevolent. That was the part that stuck out about your story. Obviously, yeah, we don't get yeah. a lot of cryptids who are you know have good intentions. Yeah, we don't mean a lot of helpers. But like Mr. Rogers says, look for the helpers. The Dark Watchers. That's who he was talking about. <laughs> That's who Mr. Rogers was talking about? <laughs> yeah, look for the Dark Watchers. They will save you. I thought he was talking about danger. waxen puppets that he puts on his hand. Mm-mm. He is talking about the Dark Watchers. What if he had gone into that? That would have been funny. <laughs> that would have been great. That would have been a great Look bit. for the helpers, kids. And by that, I mean the Dark Watchers. <laughs> They're mysterious figures that appear on the horizon. <laughs> they may be a hundred feet tall or eight. <laughs> yeah, They're benevolent. Be a great <laughs> that would be, that would be great. Let's go to the weird waxen puppet part. Okay, I don't know why he's southern now. I mean, he was vaguely southern. Uh, maybe he uh, was. Anyway. That's how I remember it. Go ahead, chips. So the first recorded appearance of uh, the Dark Watchers were in the. Uh, age of conquistadors and Spanish settlers who called them uh, Los Vigilantes Oscuros. The Obscure Vigilantes? Yes, or the, the Darkened Vigilantes and Vigilante means watchers to watch. Uh, so. It sounds like it translates to the Obscure Vigilantes not the Dark Watchers. <laughs> just just cognate No, but lies. I'm saying they come from the same root words. <laughs> okay. like, I just, it's, they just sound like cognates. <laughs> no, I understand. Uh, like it I think we're both right Uh, so Spanish settlers would leave them gifts of uh, fruits nuts and flowers as thanks for watching over them and keeping them safe that's nice I like that yeah 
And so that sort of friendly relationship really what uh, distinguishes it from the the Nunesis of the uh, Shumash people. I don't think they're Nunesis. I don't. I don't think the Shumash people had any contact with the Dark Watchers. Which, okay, we'll get into that in theories because that raises a lot of questions. Okay. Uh, so travelers to this day report seeing them in the Big Sur area. Pull up any website, and you can see dozens of comments. Uh, modern uh, like uh, records uh, and references to them. Uh, uh, we've got in 1938, short story "Flight" by the author John Steinbeck. Oh, I love John uh, Steinbeck. East of Eden is one of my favorites. Uh, I remember reading the Pearl like oh. every year for three years in a row. For some reason, every English teacher I had assigned in I was like, "Do you guys not talk to each other? Why am I reading the Pearl again?" <laughs> that book, that book wears on you when you have to read it. Yeah. So, uh, but he wrote about it in his short story, Flight. Now, John Steinbeck's son wrote a book called In Search of the Dark Watchers. Really? Yes. He wrote a book about the Dark Watchers. His name is Thomas Steinbeck, and he said he first heard about uh, the Dark Watchers from uh, his grandmother, uh, who was Steinbeck's mother. Uh, she would leave the gifts of nuts, fruits, and flowers, as our tradition, in an alcove near Mule Deer Canyon. And she said that they would sometimes leave stuff for her uh, in turn. Really? So Steinbeck's mother was nuts? Or... Or yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm just joking. That that's nice that she had that relationship with the Dark Watchers and it skipped a generation. John Steinbeck didn't believe it, but his kid did. No, I mean John Steinbeck wrote about them in in his short story Flight. Flight, Maybe he uh, did. Yeah, I at guess. the very least he was aware of them culturally. It was something that, if nothing else, her mo- his mother was also talking about. But that's really uh, so, interesting that someone like John Steinbeck was aware of them. That's cool. And I've also got. Uh, from uh, the poem Such Counsels You Gave to Me from 1937 by Robinson Jeffers. So, another person, not Steinbeck, writing about the Dark Watchers in this era. Uh, he thought it might be one of the Watchers, who are often seen in, his length, uh, in this length of coast range. Forms that look human to human eyes, but certainly are not human. They come from behind ridges to watch. Wow. Yeah, Jeffers wrote freeform poetry, so it took me a minute to remember that I was reading a poem and not just like a sentence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't it didn't come across as poetry, but it wasn't your reading, it's more his writing. Hang on, let me try it again. Let me try to get a real poet. Okay, time. let me let me hear how it sounds read as poetry. Okay. He thought it might be one of the watchers who are often seen in the Why don't you try that one more that first range. sentence? Why don't you try that first sentence again? <laughs> He thought it might be one of the Watchers, one who are often seen in this length of coast range, forms that look human to human eyes, but certainly are not human. They come from behind ridges to watch. I don't know. Until you read poetry, you have to sound like a fucking idiot. That's the trick. Was that iambic pentameter? No, that was just free-form poetry, but read, like, I, I dated a girl who was going to uh, creative writing at uh, Columbia Grad School. Wow. And a couple of times I went to, like, uh, some of their salons or readings or whatever, and some of these people, when they would read poetry, they'd always read in that exact same weird cadence and delivery. They'd be like, ba 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 it's effective. This is stupid. Stop the talking. Dark Watchers aren't and they're benevolent. Yeah. Just like, this is... Hundred this feet is... tall and perspective and fine. <laughs> Shoe mash. Just throwing that out there. No, it's a good one. It might, it's spelled... It's with a C-H, but I think it's pronounced Shoe Mash. I feel like I've heard the word Shoe Mash before. Oh, the, it's a tribe? Yeah. It's the Chumash, Shibble. Oh, the Chumash? I'm just joking. I don't know. Okay. I mean, either way, I apologize for not doing the research on that. I'm going to look that up right now. I'm going to make this right, right now. This deserves more than apology. Do you want me to sing? Uh, I'll sing. Hang on. I'm getting it. Can I sing? Almost there. Why can't I just sing? It's my one chance I could sing. All right, sing. I love it. In no sunshine when she's gone. Boom, boom, boom. 
It's not warm when she's away. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And she's always gone so long. Anytime that she goes away. And I know, 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 yeah, leaving your things alone in a sunshine when she's gone. All right, hang on. Do you know that he just did that? I know, I know, I know, because he didn't have lyrics for that verse, and he's gonna fill in something later. Really? Yeah. Bill Withers, ladies and gentlemen. That's awesome. And he let, it ended up going in. All right. I found it on Google. Chumash. 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 All right. I apologize for referring to you as the Chumash. It's Chumash. We've got... Uh, <laughs> so now we've got some theories. <laughs> Let's hear some theories. Do you want facts or theories? Give me, give me a fact. Ground me back in reality. <sighs> Watch your facts. Research showed that 65% of men had engaged in peeping. What? Congruently, research found voyeurism to be the most common sexual crime in both clinical and general populations. It is also believed that voyeurism occurs up to 150 times more frequently than police reports indicate. The same study indicates that there are high levels of co-occurrence between voyeurism and exhibitionism. Oh. Oh, there you go. Uh, also, All of that sounds perfectly accurate to me. Also, someone taking photos on a nude public beach from afar using a camera that is not concealed may get away in a court of law. They may be found not guilty of voyeurism as they did not secretly or surreptitiously make these recordings. Mmm. Game, set, match. Nudists. Number six. There are some defenses for voyeurism, such as making a recording for public good. Okay. Like to see you argue that, or if the recording. Like everybody's gonna love looking at them titties, boobs. <laughs> or... Show off the melons for the public good, baby. If a person is in a place where they cannot expect to have privacy, and the recording is made, then the accused may also be defended successfully. If the mm. accused can also prove they did not intend to capture any nudity, breast, genitals, or sexual activity, then they may also be defended successfully. That one was a whoopsie doodle, Your Honor. <laughs> I was just filming through their window, and they happened to have sex. Whoops. That was a that was a classic whoopsie doodle, Your Honor. I plead whoopsie doodle. Uh, so our theories are. Let's hear. I'm excited. Okay, they could be some sort of benevolent spirit or ghost. Ghost of what? Well, I think we would have to say it'd be someone that would be willing to help out Spanish settlers. So I would say maybe a Spanish settler, because that would explain why they weren't there during the the heyday of the Chumash people. Oh, okay. Because uh, the settlers were so cool and nice to everyone, I'd see why they'd have guardian angels. Well, I would say, you know, maybe not a, a guardian angel, but maybe a dead settler. Maybe like a dead priest. Who knows? Because uh, they have such good karma, those settler priests. <laughs> yeah, everyone loves a Spanish priest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Involved in the Inquisition and they have guardian angels. Yeah, because they were right. <laughs> so we might cross out that theory. Okay. It could be just an isolated group of people that live in the mountains. It could just be mountain people that are extraordinarily tall and helpful and just don't like to be seen. That's uh, possible. They could be space aliens that live on the mountain. Wait, like immigrants? No, like outer space aliens. Yeah, but if they live on the mountains, they no longer are aliens. It's true. They should be granted citizenship. They've been here for long enough. But here's my one hang-up on that. Should we grant citizenship to non-humans? Um, well, like, I would want my dog... I, I don't know if this is offensive, but I would want my dog, first of all, to have citizenship, because I love him. Okay. So, 
You would say we'd start with dogs. No, I'm and not since... saying we'd start with dogs. I'm just saying if we're going to talk about aliens, I'm thinking of other things. I, I, first of all... <laughs> yeah, okay. But since we don't have dogs, we shouldn't have aliens. Well, I think aliens and dogs are, you know... Well, I don't know how oh, intelligent are they. They'd be separate issues. It's tough to say because we've never encountered them. And the only technology we've seen them deploy are hats technology and walking stick technology uh, so they're not that advanced yeah so maybe they were uh, escaped alien uh enslaved aliens. oh or maybe may, well they can disappear they have they have vanishing technology it's true if that's technological or maybe they're it's like biological aliens. yeah yeah and also this brings up my this is related to uh my favorite uh theory which is not uh, space aliens, but terrestrial aliens. Some sort of intelligent species that's native to Earth and is not human. Something like like, like a, a dog? Like a lizard man oh. from beneath the surface of the Earth. Or, uh, you know... A mole a, man a, a, from New York? A, a, a bird man from uh, the sky? A moth man the, from Virginia? Yeah, any of these. A, a bunny man from the mixed martial arts world. <laughs> you know, any, anybody from anywhere. So so it could be a cryptid, you're saying? It could be It could be an intelligent cryptid. Well, there are intelligent cryptids. That's not yeah. out of... I, well, I mean an intelligent cryptid society. Oh, okay. Well, we haven't like, there seen... There could be like a small like village or family up there. We haven't seen a cryptid society that's intelligent. We've seen Melonheads, which is a less developed society. Yeah, and I I would say that they're they're sort of degenerates. Whereas I'm imagining these being something that evolved on a parallel track to humans. Yeah, like imagine an, an intelligent race of birds that evolved in these mountains, and they've invented hats and walking sticks. And they're they're birds. And they're birds. But they look they're like seven foot tall birds. But, but in they the look distance, like... they look like men. Okay, well, they're humanoid birds. Yeah, yeah. They have a they have a silhouette that could be considered to be resembling a humanoid. Okay, this wearing... is quite and a maybe theory. Maybe they're not wearing a large hat. Maybe that's a bill and a tuft of feathers coming out the back. Think about it. When you said that hat, it made me think of that uh, the kid toucher monster. Oh, jeez. You know who I'm uh, talking about. Uh, was it the one that I sang kid sex about? No, Jeepers Creepers. Oh, Victor Selva. No, the yeah. monster oh, from oh, his movie. Oh, the Jeeper Creeper. Yeah. yeah, not the real monster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he overshadows the, the Creeper. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like monsters in broad-brimmed hats is a great look. It is. It is. It's, I mean, that, so mysterious. Not that monster, because he sucks. He's a kid toucher. Yeah. Well, that comes to the end of my Dark Watcher information. Is that uh, is that right? <laughs> that's right. So I guess that means it's time. The thing is, this guy sounds crazy, but can it love? I thought we did Fight Night first, no? We can do Fight Night first. I'm casual. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the way we always did it, Fight Night first. I can't remember. Uh, but hey. Guess what? That means it's fight night! Fight! Dun, 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 dun. Welcome to fight night, ladies and gentlemen. In our first bout of the evening, we're going to have how many prime Shaquille O'Neal's versus the Dark Watchers. Okay. This is a weird one. Yeah. Spe- All right. I'm going to say just so that we're not spending too much time on hypotheticals or saying the, the Dark Watcher disappears into a cloud of fog as you approach. Uh, let's say that these are the bird people. Okay. Just for the sake of fighting. How tall are they? Uh, let's say they are eight feet tall. Uh, they are going to be uh, mountain birds, and they're going to be carnivorous because that way they'll get the caloric density to develop brains. Uh, so <laughs> okay, that means they'll Jesus be Christ. Uh, yeah. And I'm going to say their eggs incubate for a very long time, 
uh, they're very large. I'm going to say that that's going to mean there's going to be a strict gender divide in roles in the society. Uh, Click. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was just listening to people turn off the podcast. Look, <laughs> what were you saying? I was just, I'm really developing my mind's eye of what this bird monster is. Oh, that's good. We need it for fun night. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to say it's going to be a evolved form of a predatory bird, something like uh, some form of raptor, eagle, hawk. So it'll have talons, and it'll have a sharp beak for tearing. So, but they're very, they've got hollow bones. Well, we haven't seen that they can fly. They're flightless. Uh, so I'm going to say it's going to take two shacks. For each, for each Dark Watcher? Yeah. One shack. All right, are you keeping in mind that they have sharp beaks and talons? Are you keeping in mind that Shaquille O'Neal is in his prime in this scenario? All right, so in his prime, he is a seven-foot-tall... 350-pound uh, man. 350... Wow, that's a big boy. And a big man. Yeah, that's a big man. And a man who is, at that point, all muscle. Yeah. Do you know that how the size and power of the other athletes in the NBA... And they would dunk all the time. Shaq came in the league and ripped a basketball stanchion out of the roof. Like, just collapsed the entire basketball stanchion. Not ripped... He he broke rims before, but he never collapsed a hoop until his first year in the NBA. I mean, that's a lot of power. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to say these eight-foot-tall birdmen, they're more lean. They don't have the raw muscle. If they have yeah. hollow bones, he is going to just he's going to just break them. Okay. Okay. I could see it being a one to one ratio. Fight number two. One dark watcher versus five swarthy peeping toms. Ooh, boy. I don't really judge his peeping toms by the color of their skin. But by the content of their character, which is Peeping Tom. So I'm going to say that that's not really cool. Uh, and the Dark Watcher, they're obviously, all these Peeping Toms will be distracted by uh, a sexy lady. Exactly. And so, yeah, that's when the Dark Watcher will strike with his mighty talons and beak and rend them. I was going to go with Kobe Bryant's ghost yet, but we're not going to do that. Too soon. Okay. Fight night. The Dark Watchers, one Dark Watcher, versus the Women of the View. Okay. Boy. Mm, I almost want to say... Whoopi's going to do the best out of them. Yep. Yep, definitely. She, She's definitely... Because, you know, she had some rough times in her youth. She's a survivor. And she's fiery. Yeah, yeah she's, got, she's got a lot of fight in her. Uh, Megan McCain gonna say, not going to do so well. No. I'm going to say Whoopi's past her prime, honestly, in terms of fighting giant monster bird men <laughs> that are mysterious. Uh, That's, so, ageist. Uh, That's ageist in a way. In a way. I mean, I'm not saying she's past her prime because of her age. I'm saying she's past her prime. <laughs> because her physicality has broken down because her years have gotten on? Is that what you're saying? Because, well, who knows why? <laughs> Who can say why? I don't know why. I'm not a mathematician or a time scientist. So, yeah, I'm going to have to put this one on the Dark Watcher. Okay. Um, the Dark Watcher enters the Purge, where everyone's allowed mm. to have weapons of class four or lower. Does he survive the night? I mean, canonically, the Dark Watchers are very good at disappearing. And if he's you just said they to can't survive, disappear. Okay. So then I gotta figure who's gonna be targeting the Dark Watcher. Because if it's a purge, you're gonna have a plan. I mean, and your plan might be just to go out and cause some shit. But I think the majority of people are gonna be looking to, like, kill their enemies, rob somebody. Get revenge. Get revenge, yeah. So... But your attention, it's going to get your attention if there's a bird monster in the purge. It's true. It'll make him a target. 
Yeah. Or <laughs> it might make it might it might be pretty intimidating because you got to keep in mind the people that are purging are people who are you know normal people 364 days a year. Oh, that's right. They're not, yeah, they're not seasoned criminals. So I think they're gonna. Most of them are going to cut and run. You know, look for other fish to fry. Uh, the ones that step up to the plate are going to be ones that are looking to start shit. And you think the Dark Watcher uh, will handle himself? I think so. I think he'll be pretty beat up, but I think he'll make it. Dark Watcher versus the cast of the Florabama Shore. Okay, I've seen commercials for that music television program. Oh God, is it is it awful but fun to watch? Uh, they they got they got a guy in there with some really great hair. That's Gus. Very uh, handsome. They, very handsome guy. They got. Um, they got a big muscular guy who's a weird, weird, weird homeschooled guy named Jeremiah. You know what? Uh, I feel like if Jeremiah is the best they're bringing, uh, I'm gonna put this one on the Dark Watcher. Yeah, the Dark Watcher is gonna tear them apart. All right, hang the, in there, kids. The Dark Watcher against Marjorie Taylor Greene, but it's a debate, and there's no audience or time limit. Yeah, uh, I'm going to put this one on the Dark Watcher, uh, mostly because he just needs to sit back and watch. Marjorie Taylor Greene will destroy herself. I was thinking that... In a debate. I was thinking that she would drive him insane. Mm, I mean, it could have, but... Also, no audience to boo, with... no audience to like give you any input. You get gaslit that way. I mean, there's no input, so there's no one saying this woman's crazy. She's talking, you're taking it in. You're like, why am I listening to this? And there's no judge, no time limit. It goes on forever. I see the Dark Watcher flipping out. And he can't use violence. That's fair. If Yeah, stuck in an eternal debate to the end of time, sooner or later... With no other recourse, I'm sure he would go mad. Yeah. Well, I mean, I the only other option is to try and drive her mad, but I think she's mad. That's fair. Yeah, she's already there. I had other ones, but, like, Candyman is going to destroy him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Boy, you know, all these fights sounded crazy, but... Can it love... A werewolf ain't my dad, but it's not so bad. It might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it give me a kiss? Can it hold my hand? Would it say I love you? Does it understand? Does it know that I've never felt this way before? There's a full moon tonight. So romantic. And this might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it love? <laughs> well, what do you think? Um, I. <laughs> do you think this mysterious black silhouette can fall in love? Um, I think there's nothing to suggest. That well, you know what? In the story, if we're going to take the story as as fact, it did a loving thing. It pointed, the story was certainly based in fact. It pointed someone to safety, which is a very loving act. And to yeah, and it's and they're to, canonically thought as benevolent. To to commit such a loving act obviously shows that you have love in your heart or in the place where your heart would have been if you weren't a dark watcher. So if yeah. you have love in you, then yes, you are capable of love. I think that's true. And I think that's a wonderful sentiment. What do you think a date would be like? I think it would disappear when you got close enough to get to second. Boy, just like my college girlfriend, am I right? hey Why, did you run just like run. Just like men when you're looking for a commitment, am I right, ladies? hey <laughs> started with that one i was just about to say again you that's you're two for two with the commitment act you you, you have a character that wants to talk about commitment you want to break out commitment you mean, joe 
<laughs> you mean uh, your mother-in-law, the rabbi? <laughs> My mother-in-law, the rabbi. Yeah. So. My girlfriend's not Jewish. To my daughter. My girlfriend's she not. She's in this story. Oh, okay. This is the character. Okay. It's strange. <laughs> it is a weird character. How about not my mother-in-law, the the shiksa, who's saying the same thing? Fair oh my god! It, edit this part about Nicole and her mother out. <laughs> no problem. Okay. Um, back to the Dark Watcher loving. Um, that was my sentiment. Um. Do you have a thought about loving before we get into, um, you know, the more physical aspect of love? No, I think you said you put a nice button on it. I think it is capable of love, and so it can love. Well, the the next question is that sounds crazy, but can it f? That sounds crazy, but can it love? Boy, you know, I think. Based on what we've learned about voyeurs mm-hmm. and their uh, greater than average uh, uh, sexual partners per year, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say these guys like to do it. See, I did all this research about voyeurs and it was, you know, it was wrong. In the beginning. But these are watchers. They're the dark watchers. They are voyeurs. So it yeah. does have something to do with whether or not they have sex. I think the fact that they're watchers, right? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I am 100% agree. So I did a little research on voyeurs in particular. Um, this is interesting. For voyeurs like the Dark Watchers, it's the act of observing that is arousing, not sexual activity. They don't yeah. seek sexual contact with the people they observe. Okay. So that's, you know, that says maybe not. Or maybe they get all revved yeah. up and then go find a Dark Watcher. Yeah, maybe. Or a bird. Maybe. Depending on what they are. Uh, when voyeurism is a disorder, voyeurs spend a lot of time seeking out viewing opportunities. As a result, they may neglect important aspects of their life and not fulfill responsibilities. Um, it can consume countless hours of watching. Sorry, I can't come to work today, boss. I'm <laughs> driving by the playground. <laughs> oh, my God. No one said playground. Um, yeah, this one's a weirdie. Treatment usually begins when they are arrested. Uh, it, inclu- yeah. it includes, that's funny, treatment begins when they're arrested. That's, they should probably start before that. It inc- yeah, so they should get help. Lawyers inc- out there, if you need help, ask for help. And you Life can, can be better. You can get psychotherapy, support groups, and antidepressants. There are ways for you guys to get help, dark watchers and, and voyeurs who are peeping. Uh, and also, a subset of voyeurs derive sexual pleasure from watching people defecate or eavesdropping on highly erotic conversations. Okay. So the Dark Watchers are have a little pervy streak to them, I think. I think so. I don't think they have sex, though. I don't think they have sex with us. I think that's for sure. Right. Yeah. I think they watch us have sex with other Dark Watchers, but they love watching us. Yeah. And to be fair, we're pretty great looking as a species. Top five species to want to watch us. Why would they want to watch us? I mean, like, what what other species would you? What was what species would you watch if you were a voyeur and you had to watch another species? Okay. Um. Boy. Maybe like a. It has to really arouse you. Okay, it has to. Okay, so what animal would I like to watch fuck and they would turn me on? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, fish. Shut up. What, give a real one. <laughs> I have no real answer. The most, the, just not what would turn you on, but what would turn you on the most. Yeah, I'm sticking with fish. Okay. Well, I would have gone with mermaid. That's like fish. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is like maybe I could pretend the bottom half. I'll just look at it from this angle. And I'll pretend the other half is fish, <laughs> or pretend the other half is a mermaid. <laughs> or you could have just said mermaid. <laughs> that's not an animal. Yeah, it is. <laughs> On this show, it is. Fine, Dracula. I'd want to watch Dracula's fuck. <laughs> Dracula's don't count because Dracula's are humans that have. <laughs> been cursed with the the dark gift 
<laughs> Same thing happened to mermaids. They don't tell you that in school. Hey. <laughs> so. This, this, this really, I got to tell you, I love this Dark Watcher topic, and I love the theories. I love the story. It's a scary thing, you know, benevolent or not, to picture these things disappearing and pointing and, and just in the woods, and who knows what they are. Shibble, tell me, once and for all, is it real? Is real? Check it, Bavakasha. Hey! hey! Uh, well, that is a tough question. Because uh, all those, because no one's gotten close enough to prove or disprove them. But there are so many records that I don't think it can be denied that people are seeing something. Uh, so I've got a couple of theories as to what it might be that aren't, you know, spirits or aliens or uh, uh, a lost tribe of eagle people. Uh, <laughs> They're eagles now? They might be. Uh, eagles are a type of bird. Uh, <laughs> you put me in my place, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, this being Southern California... Uh, these could be hallucinations. Drug culture is very big out there. That was theory number one? That's one theory, <laughs> that uh, these contemporary sightings are uh, drug-induced hallucinations. And also, uh, to that point, where they're seen in the mountains. Mm-hmm. People who like go out in the mountains for a trip, aren't they like doing peyote and stuff and like kind of like drinking and having a good time? Yeah, and there could be lower oxygen up there. Right, right, that too. There also have been reports of... Uh, an auditory frequency that can cause like slight hallucinations that uh, occurs naturally in the area. Um, wow. Uh, but the most compelling theory that I've heard of is something called the Brocken Spectre. Excuse? Which, the Brocken Spectre. A, ger- a German ghost? Uh, it is basically a, a natural occurring phenomenon that will happen in foggy mountains where... Uh, the sun being low because it's rising casts a shadow upwards behind you and onto the fog. So what they're looking at is their own shadow. Oh. Cast onto fog on a distant mountain. Their broken specter is the Dark Watcher. The Dark Walker could just be your own shadow. And it, the pictures that I've seen of this broken specter, I, I encourage people to look them up, uh, is it's a very uh, interesting looking phenomenon. Can I look it up? Uh, How do you because, spell yeah, Brocken? Yeah, look it up right now. B-R-O-C-K. I already, I already got it wrong, but I'll find it. Yeah, I got it. Um, wow. And it'll have like sort of a rainbow effect behind it. It looks like an alien with lights, rainbow lights emanating from behind it. It looks so supernatural, it's not even funny. Like, if I saw that, I would definitely you think that's a dark watcher i well it, now i would but before today i would have been like i saw an alien for sure like that's no yeah. joke like i can see why people would be freaked out yeah so they they say that uh this part of the world is conducive to this phenomenon of brock inspectors uh so where does the name come from i'm just going to brock inspectors uh it ghost it is uh, named after the Brocken, a peak in Hartz Mountains in Germany. What is the, sh- the Specter? It is the highest peak of the Hartz Mountain Range in northern Germany. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and yet, no idea how it got its name. <laughs> I'll wait till you find some. Nope, it's there's nothing good here. I am wasting everyone's time. And it looks like we're getting the red light from Uncle Monster. You don't want your last three facts? Oh, you got some more facts? Hit me. I got my final three facts for you, Shibble. About watchers. Watchers. <laughs> it can be tricky for a judge to make a decision about voyeurs. The court has to decide whether or not the secret recordings were done for a sexual purpose. The Mm. judge has to look at it from an observer's point of view and not what the person making the recording was thinking. I was doing this for insurance purposes. (laughs) 
The judge has to objectively decide whether the recording was meant to cause some kind of sexual stimulation for viewers. Nope. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the. <laughs> of course not. No. This fucking no, on I the look tape. Like some kind of weirdo. Am I a am I a pornographer? My God, this is just a tape no. of people having sex I made through their window. This is- just a videotape of women changing their shoes. My my God, it's just a, a tape of people toileting. Um, eight. Abel et al. in 1988 found that voyeurs often display other sexually offensive behaviors, and Langevin et al. 85 found that every one of their sample of over 600 voyeurs had engaged in other sexual offenses, including rape. That doesn't bode well. No. Guys, get help. Get help now, fellas. Yeah, I was just about to say, get help if you are an active, peeping, weirdo voyeur. Not to say that, well, yeah, you need help. Number nine, and final fact, there is evidence that pornography can be used as a treatment for voyeurism. This is based on the idea that countries with pornography censorship have high amounts of voyeurism. Studies show that pornography can be used as a means of satisfying voyeuristic desires without breaking the law. There has also been success in treating voyeurism through using methods for treating OCDs, such as putting patients on fluoxetine and treating their voyeur- voyeuristic behaviors as compulsions. Well, there you go. There's hope. There get is. Help and you know voyeurs. what I hope? I hope you get help immediately if you're a voyeur and stop looking in my window. But look at that. <gasps> I see it. looks it. like it's the red light from Uncle Monster. It is the red light. Oh, my God. Already? Already, hey buddy, hey old pal, How you got any movie recommendations for me? Yeah, if you guys, uh, you guys ever seen that one? Uh, with, uh it's got DB Sweeney. <laughs> um, no, I don't know that one. Tell me, Uncle the Mark. Cutting Edge. Have you ever seen the Cutting Edge? No, tell me about it. He plays uh, a minor league hockey player that's down on his luck, and he gets recruited to be the partner of a figure skater. <laughs> and at first they hate each other, but by the ends they fall in love. <laughs> Can I try one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But what do you got for me, Uncle Monster? I, I'm Uncle Monster, too! I'm Uncle Monster's <laughs> brother. I take his act on the road and license it. I think you should watch A League of Their Own featuring Dottie Hinson. She's a girl who plays baseball. And Tom Hanks says girls can't play baseball. But then he falls in love with them and coaches them. And in the end, the old ladies are dead. And it's really sad. (laughs) Boy, Gina Davis was so hot in that. She was... I, she was my favorite. You know how you have that one Hollywood person that you're into? And it, it, at that point, I had a picture of, in high school, a picture of Gina Davis in my wallet. Swear to God. That, that is a very good choice. I, I was absolutely in love with Gina Davis. She's a beautiful woman. And by the way, an Olympic archer. And did she get the bronze? I don't know if she won a medal. I just know that she was an Olympic caliber archer. Well, I believe it. And I believe we're out of time. (laughs) And as much as we love Gina Davis, we love our listeners even more. That's true. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and giving us a listen. Thank you for uh, subscribing and uh, leaving leaving us a five stars, leaving a little comment. Thank you for telling your friends. And thank you for following us on social media. Of course, (laughs) you can always find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Uncle Monster 6 and you can find us now at Patreon which we encourage you to do at Uncle Monster 6 we got a bunch of fun bonus episodes you get early access to these episodes as soon as I finish editing them pretty much I put them up there you also get an awesome new series called Nightmare on Monster Street where we in depth examine the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies and it is freaking awesome you guys will love it it's true so check that out and uh until next time <gasps> don't, don't get, get spooked, spooked.